God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are looking at a team, a woman of good understanding, as the team for this conference. And that team was gotten from the story of Abigail in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 25. 1 Samuel chapter 25. That's where we picked, or the Lord led us to pick that team. Uh, Abigail was the wife of one man called Nabal, First Samuel 25, verse 2 says, And there was a man in Mon whose possessions were in Camel. And the man was very great. And he had 3,000 sheep and 8,000 goats. And he was sharing his sheep in Camel. Now, the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail, and she was a woman of what? Good understanding, and of a beautiful countenance. But the man was churlish and evil in his doings, and he was of the house of Caleb. Amen. In the book of Genesis chapter 2, there are two scriptures I would like us to uh, visit quickly so that we can establish the foundation of becoming a woman of good understanding. Genesis chapter 2, after God finished creating the man, in verse 18, he said, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Amen. God said, it is not good that this man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. Take note of that as we read the second passage in Proverbs 19, verse 14. Proverbs 19, verse 14. Are you there? Are you there? Proverbs 19, 14. If you are there with me, let's read together. One, two, go. Houses and riches are the inheritance of fathers. And what again? A prudent wife is from the Lord. What is that scripture saying? If you read it with a living Bible, he said, A father can give his sons homes and riches. 
But only the Lord can give them understanding wives. A father can give his sons homes and riches. But only the Lord can give them what? Understanding wives. Only the Lord. A prudent wife is from the Lord. That is to say, when a woman is an understanding wife to her husband, then we can say that that woman is a gift given to the man from the Lord. Amen. How many of us want to be such a gift? <laughs> Amen. Now listen, you need to understand that you know, the, the mind of God for creating a woman You know, in that book of Genesis, if we have read it down, you will see where God started the work of making of a woman. He tried to bring animals to Adam, and he was giving them names. And then, he decided to make a woman out of the man. Are you following me? The Bible said, he put the man to sleep. And when he put the man to sleep, he now took out of his rib eh, and made a woman out of it. I used to think before that God took a rib eh, and went to the soil and started molding the woman. Until recently, I got to understand that if you understand human cell. Human cell. That thing they call cell is the smallest, smallest unit of the human body. Smallest unit. And inside it is everything that, you know, the man contains. So a cell from your body can be developed, can be cultured. They call it cloning. Have you heard about cloning? Clone. A, another human being can be cloned out of you that has the same content with you just by taking one cell from your body. So God was the first person that did cloning. Eve came out of cloning of a cell from Adam. He didn't went back to the soil. Are you getting it? That is to say, this woman was made to be like the man. And when the man woke up, you know, God would have done this work while the man is awake. But the reason why he refused to do that while the man is awake is so that he alone will hold that secret. Otherwise, if Adam has known how to do the thing, any day that Eve provoke her, what will he do? He will make out a wife for his body. Are you following me at all? 
So God needed to keep that away from him. Say, no, 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 no. Let me put him to sleep so that I will be able to make for him a help that is suitable. That is to say, the reason why God created a woman is so that he will be able to help this man in fulfilling the purpose of God. There is a reason why God created man on the earth, and we need to understand that. The reason why God created man on the earth, he said, let us make man in our own image so that they will have dominion over, over all the earth, over everything that he has created. That's the purpose. And after he finished the creation, the Bible said, he said to the man, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. Then have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the creeping things that creeps on the earth. That is to say, the purpose of God for creating the man is so that he will have someone that will rule on his behalf on the earth. Someone that will represent his interests. is like having an extension of his government on the earth. So when Jesus came to redeem man, he actually came to restore man to that original state that Adam fell off from. Because when they disobeyed God and ate the fruit they are not supposed to eat, they fell out of that position that God has placed them. They couldn't fulfill that purpose again. They couldn't be a representative of, of God, his nature, his kingdom, his purpose on the earth anymore. They began to live contrary to God and his will and his purpose. And so God needed to restore man back. Let me put it in another way. God is in heaven and his kingdom is in heaven. And he wanted an extension of that kingdom on the earth. He wanted his government to be extended on the earth. It's just like what the colonial masters uh, are doing. You know, before Nigeria became an independent country, it was under British colonization. Am I correct? So, the British government, they actually came to Nigeria in those dark ages and established their kingdom. So Nigeria became part of their kingdom. Everything that is happening in Nigeria is according to what they want over there. That's what God wanted to do on the earth. He wanted a man that will represent him on the earth. That will execute his will on the earth. That will dominate for him and ensure that what he wants happen on the earth is what is happening. But the man fell. And just like the person that the British government sent to represent the government in Nigeria rebelling against the British government. You know that kind of thing. So the purpose was defeated. And so God was restoring man back. So when Jesus came, you will notice that his preaching is that the kingdom of God has what? Has come. Say repent because I have brought back the dominion. I have brought back the kingdom that was lost. Are you getting it? Now, the reason why God created man on the earth is not so that man will go to heaven. Do you think that that's the reason why Adam was created? 
God created Adam on the earth so that Adam will go to heaven. No. God created Adam. He said so that they will have dominion on the what? Earth. That's why he gave man physical body. Because a spirit cannot live on the earth. Heaven is a spiritual, you know, place where spirits are living. But he needed this physical earth for man to live there. So, in as much as we believe that we will go to heaven, maybe when Christ comes, but the real purpose of God for our life is that we will be a representative of his government, his nature, his kingdom, his righteousness. That's why Jesus says, seek you first the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is a domain, a territory where God is the king. A domain where God is ruling. If the kingdom of God has come to my life, it means that my life is now pleasing to God. Whatever I do is what he wants and as he wants it. And when the, the disciples say to Jesus, please teach us how to pray, what did he teach them? He didn't teach them that they should pray that they should go to heaven. What did he teach them? Pray that heaven will come down to the earth so that the will of God will be done by you on the earth as it is being done we are in heaven that's the prayer that's the passion that's the reason why he came do you understand it now so before you think about or talk about a woman of good understanding the first thing that you will understand is your purpose on the earth as a man as a woman because when you understand that this is why we are here is so that we can be a representative of god's kingdom then you know that this is what your focus should be in working together with your husband to ensure that you, you know, accomplish that purpose of God. That both in your life, in your husband's life, in your children's life, that the kingdom of God is here. Amen. Now, the Bible says, houses and riches can be inherited. When a man dies, let's say a man that has a lot of money dies, what happens is that his children will divide his um, properties. In fact, sometimes while the man is still alive and old, he will call his children and start dividing the property. Am I correct? But have you seen a man as he's dividing his property, he said to the first son, you will also have my wife when I die. Are you getting that? Nobody transfers his wife to his children. Eh? What that scripture is saying is that for every son, for every man that will have an understanding wife, a prudent wife, a sensible wife, that man must receive it from who? From the Lord. And then, if you, a woman, is expecting the Lord to give you as a prudent wife to a man, then you must allow him to be the one that has made you. Do you remember that after he finished making the woman, he brought the woman to the man? So, the Lord cannot give out a woman as an understanding, as a prudent wife, until he has met the woman. So there is a making. 
for every woman that the Lord will give to the wife. Now look at Nebal. Nebal is a very bad man. The Bible says he's an evil man. Eh? He's, you know, they say he's shullish. He's, he's, he's a very bad, inconsiderable man. But Abigail is a woman of good understanding. Now, while I was reading that passage, the Bible said Nabal was rich. The Holy Ghost said to me that the secret of the wealth of Nabal is who? Is who? Abigail. Abigail. A woman of understanding. That is to say, when God wants to make a man great, what he does is to go to his wife and start walking around his wife. That is to say, every wife that is from the Lord has what it takes to make the man great for God. But for that to happen, that woman must be a woman that has been made by the Lord. What are we saying? A woman has the power, has the capacity of making her husband great as far as the woman is from the Lord. That's an example we see from Abigail. But today, because this is a thing we are going to be looking at throughout this conference, and I want us to please pay serious attention because God wants to, you know, do great things in our life. He wants to, want to really transform us. Within this period. I know that there could be many things that can be a distraction. But I beg you in the name of the Lord. To give God this season. Because he wants to really transform us. Now. If you. Where are you now? Are you in Genesis or what? Proverb. Okay. Go back to Proverb. Um, Proverb chapter. Nineteen verse fourteen, where we read last. Is that where you are? Okay, that's okay. Now, is there anybody that has good news Bible? Eh? All right. Can you read verse thirteen and verse fourteen for us? Stupid children can bring their parents to ruin. Uh -huh. A nagging wife is like water going drip, drip, drip. 14. That's okay. But only the Lord can give him what? A sensible wife. Verse 13 presented a kind of wife. And verse 14 presented another kind of a wife. So we have how many types of wife? Talk to me. I wish I have bought so that a marker so that I will. Write it on the board. Two types of um, wife. 
nagging wife and what sensible wife now sensible wife it was clearly stated that a sensible wife is from the lord isn't it what do you think about a nagging wife is it from the lord It, it, eh? I want to hear you now. Is it from the Lord? No. A nagging wife is not from the Lord. Now, <laughs> I looked at the meaning of nagging in the dictionary. And dictionary says to nag is please listen to keep complaining to someone about their behavior or asking them to do something in a way that is very annoying that's the first meaning to nag is to keep complaining to someone about their behavior. Are you following? That is to say, if you now say a nagging wife, what that means is that this is a wife that will keep complaining to her husband about what? About his behavior. Or asking him to do something in a way that is very annoying. Are you getting that? I want you to be understand because we want to, first of all, look at a nagging wife before we come to an understanding wife. So that when we are looking at the character or the qualities of a nagging wife, if you notice that any of those character or quality is in your life, you first of all say to God, please, deliver me, I'm sorry, forgive me, and make me a woman of what? Good understanding. Now, another meaning of nagging says, to make somebody or someone feel continuously worried or uncomfortable. Do you know, I hope you know, that there are some men that are running away from their homes because of their wife. Are you aware? Some men, they deliberately, in fact, when they, if it is work or market, when they finish work or market, they will just go to one joint and begin to drink and, you know, drink beer and eat uh, meat and tell story waiting for maybe around 10, when he knows that his wife has slept, he will now come and what are they running away from? Are you getting it? Now, a woman that is sensible and prudent, one of the things that you must do and ensure or that shows that you are a woman of understanding, that the man can say, this is a gift I got from God, is that your husband will not want to leave house because of you. 
And even if he leaves, once he finishes what he's doing, he wants to what? Run back home. Because of how comfortable the home has been made by your sensibility. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he said, nagging means making, making somebody to feel worried or feel pain at all time. All the time. I pray that God will deliver us from any form of nagging in our life in the name of Jesus Christ. And make us to be women that are gifts to our husbands, are gifts to our children from the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Alright. Now, I want us to see some other things that the Bible spoke about this kind of woman in the book of Proverbs and see how God will help us to pray this evening and say to the Lord, deliver me from all of this that are characterized or characteristics of a woman that is not from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 7 verse verse 6 okay, let's say from verse um, from verse 5 Okay, for us to get the uh, context properly, let's start from verse 1. Are you in Proverbs chapter 7? My son, keep my ways and lay up my commandment with thee. Keep my commandment and live, and my law as the apple of thy eye. Bind them upon thy fingers, write them upon the table of thy heart. Say unto wisdom, thou art my sister. And call understanding thy king's woman, that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her ways. There is a, a word or a phrase in that verse 5 say, that they may keep thee from what? From the strange woman. That's a serious language. Strange woman. Who is a strange woman? Eh? If you read it with other versions, there are some versions that call it, call it adulterous woman. A woman that is not the wife of a man becomes a strange woman in his life. Somebody told me something. It was a, he, he was an elderly person. One of the Sundays, that was some years ago when we were living in Anambra. He's an elderly person. In fact, he's an elder in the church. After a church service, you know, I followed him. And I can't remember exactly what happened that day, but when I met him, it was on Sunday afternoon. He told me something. He said that he is coming from a home now. Very prominent man. He said the man was caught by the wife in adultery. 
the man was caught. You know, there's a difference between somebody telling you that uh, your, your husband is doing this and that you are not the one that what? Caught him. He now said the thing became a problem and he went to settle the matter. So he said he's coming from that place now. Okay, no. I remember now the, the way the things happened. We finished a council meeting. I was one of the council members there. He was one of So he told me that he's going to that place. Do you understand it now? To go and settle the matter. He now said, do I know that more than 90% of married men are adulterers? I said, I don't know. He said, he's talking to me as an elder in the Lord because of what he knows and what he is seeing around. Why is he like that? The Bible talked about this strange woman. We notice that so many of such women are around. And then sometimes there is this theory that, you know, comes out or that is reigning among women. They said, if you don't want your husband to be going outside, eh, dress in such a way that you will be attracting and seducing him, that kind of thing. How many of us have heard that theory? <laughs> I believe all of you have heard about the theory. But let me ask, is it true? Now, you know why I'm asking the question? Why I'm asking the question is that until a man has come under the kingdom, the leadership of God, until a man has submitted his life to be in the kingdom of God, to be, you know, the Bible said that the head of every woman is the man. But the head of every man is who? Is Christ. The head of a woman is what? The man. But the head of the man is who? Christ. So, if the head of your head is not Christ, then you are in trouble. Because there is no amount of thing you do that will keep him from going out. Are you following what I'm saying? The only way to keep that man from the strange woman is, look at what he said, my son, pay attention to my word. And you know that the Bible said that Jesus is the word. Jesus is what? The word. No man can ever be free from strange women until they begin to give their attention to Jesus. And so your work as a woman in the life of a man that is your husband is to ensure that he has come under the lordship of Christ. It's a duty. It's one of the help that you must give to that man. Because if that man's head is not Christ, he can't give attention to any other thing apart from his head. 
if the authority over his life that tells him what to do and what not to do is not Christ, you can't stop him. Because, oh my God, I've had things. Some years ago, in the place of work, a man was shamelessly telling story of how he will drop his wife in the church on Sunday morning and pick a strange woman to their matrimonial bed. Why the woman is in the church worshiping and saying, is committing fornication, adultery with another girl in their bed. And the timing when the church will finish so that he will send the woman, the girl out. And he said he's not doing it, he's not only one girl, he said different, different kind of girls. Sometimes when you ask a woman, uh, can you vouch for your husband that he's not committing adultery outside? He said, yes, I can vouch. You don't know a man. You don't know what? You don't. That thing called a man is a strange being. If he is not under the lordship of Christ. Are you getting me? What did I say now? Your husband is a strange man. So, when a strange woman is looking out, he will eventually meet what? A strange man. And it is always, they are always compatible. Strange man and strange woman. So, the first duty a woman of understanding must ensure is that your husband, your head, is under the lordship of Christ. Oh, so many stories in our time. About, you know, because the devil kept on magnifying and publicizing sexual immorality all over the place. But if any man will be free from strange woman, he must be by paying attention to the word, paying attention to Jesus. My son, pay attention to my word. Bind them upon your heart, for they will keep you. They will prevent you from being arrested by strange women. Now look at what the strange woman does. Verse 6. He said, the reason why I'm saying this is that I had an experience eh? at the window of my house. I was looking through my casement and behold, the simple ones. I discern among the youths a young man void of what? Understanding. Please look at your Bible. Verse 8. Passing through the streets near her corner. That is near the house of the strange woman. And he went the way to her house. In the twi twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot and subtle of heart. Please, can I hear that from Good News Bible? Verse 10. He said, this young man is moving. And then he gets to the house of a strange woman. And what happened? Look at what he said about this woman. Verse 10. 
Eh? Read again, verse 10. She met him, the strange woman did what? Met the man. Eh? The strange woman was dressed like a prostitute. Eh? And was what? She had a plan. Are you following me? <laughs> oh God. Verse uh, 10. She met him. She was dressed like a prostitute. Now, what is that telling us? There is a way prostitutes do what? Dress. Who is a prostitute? A prostitute is someone who is using her body to make money. Eh? She's committing immorality with her body and using it as a means of making money. So when you go to your work or to your business, she also go to her business. And you know, every businessman or woman is looking for customers. The day you, you, you come to your shop or your business and you see a lot of people coming, patronizing you, are you not happy? Are you not happy? Now this woman, her business is not provision store. Her business is not selling of clothes. Her business is prostitution. And she needed to advertise her products. So when she is dressing, how does she dress? Eh? She dresses in such a way that her body will be advertised. So when you look at her, what her body is saying, this body is for sale. Is for sale. Now, let me come back to what the theory that some of us say you know. If you now, you decide to dress in such a way to attract and maybe seduce your husband, what will happen when your husband is not around and you're on the road? Who are you now seducing? You're, are you getting what I'm saying? This woman dressed like a prostitute. A woman's body, the Bible says, is the temple of what? Of the Holy Spirit. And the truth is that well, I don't know what happens sometimes. I don't know whether you have attended a wedding. We are maybe during church service wedding. There's something like a jacket that the girl uses to cover. Then after the wedding, during reception, she will be almost naked. Have you seen that kind of thing before? So, why do they do that? Why did the girl who is wedding want to be naked that day? A woman met him, and the woman was dressed how? Dressed how? Like a prostitute. Now, anytime you are dressing like a prostitute, please note that you are joining the club of what? Strange women. And if you are joining the club of strange women, do you think that you will deliver your, your husband from strange women? 
Eh? You will be introducing him more and more to them. Because when you say you are dressing to seduce him in the house, when you finish seducing him in the house and he goes out to work, you'll be looking for people like, that are dressed like you, dear. And he will be running to them, but he will not be there. Are you following me? The solution is to get this man to have his head, Christ, established over his life. That's the solution. And then he said, the woman has plans. So, one of the things that you used to uh, identify a strange woman is her dressing and then she has a plan. So, what is her plan? What do you think is her plan? What is her plan? Her plan is to get this man into adultery. Please, let's read verse 11 together. I want to go. Verse 11, want to go. She is loud and stubborn and soft, okay, and abide not in her house. She's what? She is loud and stubborn. What does it mean to be loud? What does it mean to be loud? Eh? What does it mean to be stubborn? Now, the, the character of this woman, please, I want you to be shaken because God wants a new crop of women that will become a representative of the kingdom. That their homes will become another heaven on the earth. The will of God as it is being done in heaven. And please, as we are talking about this, just know that whatever God is saying about a husband is also talking about your children. Because if maybe you are a widow or your husband is not uh, here, whatever God is saying about the husband, your children, you have to be looking at them. If your children will be kept from strange women as they are growing, there's nothing you can do to a man. If you hold him at a particular age and stage of his life, he will do what? He will leave. Are you getting it? He will be independent of you. One of the things that people don't want to know or see is as you are now, a time will come when all your children will leave you. That's why they say children are passengers. Your husband is a driver. You are the conductor. Eh? As you get to a particular junction, from Ologo Junction to Nisa Junction, one child will enter the bus. Are you following? And you are going to Gariki. When you reach Mayor, what will happen? Your second child will enter the bus. Eh? <laughs> When you reach uh, Amish, what will happen? Another third child will enter. And when you reach one day, the fourth one will enter. These days, I don't think people are giving birth to 10, 11 now. It's when you just give birth to small that you'll be able to you carry it in your bus. Now, by the time you get to Gariki, 
where you are going to discharge your passengers. What happened? Four of them will do what? We come down. This one will marry and carry his, uh, his wife to Lagos. The other one, her husband. The other one, who will remain in the bus? You and your husband, driver and the conductor, will turn again and start going alone. So sometimes you notice that, you know, we love our children so much that we don't give this man attention. Our heart is so much on the children, and I, I tell you why. You carry the nine months in your, your womb, and you deliver them. So, there is always that temptation to give them more attention, more concentration than the man. Not knowing that one day, all the passengers in the bus, you do what? We move. And it is you and the man. So if the man at that point is still a strange man, you know you will not be happy. Are you getting me? Do you get what I'm talking about? So this woman, the Bible said, she is, first of all, her dressing is something else. A woman of God, a woman of good understanding does not dress to seduce others. Strange women do. Now, she is loud and stubborn. Listen, I have read the Bible and I noticed that everywhere the Bible is talking to women, addressing women, he always tells women that they should learn to be quiet. Have you noticed that? First Peter chapter 3 said that a woman should find her beauty not in the physical things that they are supposed to be putting on, plating your hair, you know, all kinds of jewels and all of that. What that verse is saying is that don't think that these things are what makes you beautiful. Now, what makes a woman beautiful is the meek and quiet spirit. If a man is loud and talking loud, I don't think that's a problem. You see these boys, now, now guy, now, now men, and they are shouting and they are talking. I don't think that's a problem. But when it is a woman that is loud, the truth is that sometimes, in fact, not sometimes, most times, such women scares men away. Because a man is created to be loud. His voice is supposed to be heard. Why the woman, you know, somebody was describing the power of a woman, and I agree with him. Say, the man is like the president. The woman is like the vice president. Now, but the man is in a position of authority. He is the one that is being seen. But the person that is actually, you know, ruling is who? The woman. The power of a woman is not in the position. The power of a woman is in the influence. Do you understand that? She, will, she, is, she is the one that is actually influencing many things that is going on, but quietly. Quietly. When the woman becomes loud, eh, and maybe louder than the man, 
then it becomes an abnormal. So you can see that being loud is not the character of a godly woman, but a character of what? A strange woman. Do you understand? Then stubborn. What, is, what does it mean to be stubborn? Eh? Good news. How did good news put that verse? She, she was a bold and shameless woman. Shameless. NIV says she is unruly and defiant. That is openly refusing to obey or resist. Resisting somebody. That is um, defiant. Stubborn a stubborn person is somebody who is determined not to change his attitude or position. Having a strong will. Eh? Somebody who has refused to what? Change his attitude or position. Having a strong will. Let's go down. He said, her feet abide not in her house. She is not at home. Verse 12 said what? If she is not outside in the streets, she is in every corner looking for gossip. Eh? Let us gossip. Her leg doesn't stay at home. A woman of good understanding must not be loud, must not be stubborn, must not have her feet in the street. She must be a woman that is a keeper of home. Amen. Now, the rest is the story of how she seduced this young, young man. He says, so she caught him and kissed him and with impudent face said unto him, I have peace offering with me. This day I, I ha have I paid my vow and therefore came I forth to meet you diligently seeking your face, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with ma, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with loves. For the good man is not at home. He is gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him. And we come home on the day appointed. Look at this woman. This woman has a husband. Did you notice that? She was telling this man, this um, a young man, that my husband is not at home. Come, let us go to the house. He has traveled and there is a date that she's going to come back. That date is going to come back is an appointed day, so there's no problem. She doesn't have regard for righteousness. She doesn't have regard for purity. She doesn't have regard for the things that she vowed before God on her wedding day. Praise the Lord. Let's read again chapter 9 of Proverbs, verse 13. Chapter 9, verse 13. 
Are you there? Just next two chapters. Are you there now? Let me hear you. Are you there? Okay. Say, a foolish woman is what? Is what? Is loud. King James say, clamorous. Good news say, is what? Is loud. A foolish woman is loud. She is simple and knoweth nothing. Now, let me ask. <laughs> Have you seen where a man and his wife is quarreling? Eh? Eh? Which voice do you normally hear more than the other? <laughs> a foolish woman is what? Loud. Loud. She is simple and knoweth nothing. When you see yourself talking loud, you are joining a company of what? Foolish women. Opposite of good understanding is what? Foolishness. In fact, other versions called a big girl an intelligent and beautiful woman. So, a woman of good understanding is an intelligent what? A sensible woman, an intelligent woman. Loud. Let me ask your neighbor Is your voice louder than your husband's? <laughs> Eh? A foolish woman is loud. I pray that God will deliver us from foolishness today in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 14. Okay, another thing is there that is terrible. Say, she knoweth nothing. That is to say, the reason why she is loud is that she doesn't have what? Knowledge. May God help us to be women of knowledge in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 14, for she seated at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city, calling passengers who go right on their way. Eh? You see? She's seated in front of her house. And on a gaffelo. I hope you have seen that the Bible has a complete record of everything man is doing. Everything is recorded in this book. Just that we, we have refused to read it. Let me tell your neighbor, when, we, when shall we read this Bible? Everything is there. She will bring out her seat in front of her house. Some of us now, in front of our shop. If anybody is passing, say, hey, You know, before you know it, you start one story or the other, one gossip or the other, because there's nothing else that is bothering such a person. Now, look at Proverbs chapter 21, verse 9. Move to Proverbs 21, verse 9. Are you there? If you are there, we are going to read it together. Want to go. It is better.
to dwell in a corner of the house, housetop, than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Good news, read. Good news, read. Better to live in the roof, on the roof, than to share a house with what? A nagging wife. <laughs> Eh? A man out of his heart got married and he wanted to hear that uh, he that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtained favor from the Lord. So he now went to find good thing. He now married a wife. And he now said, I beg, let me design a house on the roof so that I will always escape there and live there permanently than to share a room with a nagging wife. Remember what nagging means. Do you remember? Eh? To keep complaining every time you are t- telling your husband, this thing you are doing, this thing you are doing, this thing you are doing, this thing you are doing. Such kind of thing does not change a man. Are you hearing me? I'm a man, so I will tell you what changes a man. Should I tell you what changes a man? Eh? If you want to change a man, go to his head. Go to his head. Number one is that if his head is not Christ, you need to pray until his head becomes what? Christ. Number one. Number two, if his head is Christ and he has not changed, then instead of challenging the man, you take the matter to his what? Head. Because the more you are talking to him like that, the more he's getting angry. The more he's... And you know, somebody... I was watching a, a news uh, documentary that a news clip that they were showing on um, a WhatsApp, one of the WhatsApp, yeah. And one man was saying something. He said, they are saying that men are beating their wife. He said he's not supporting men that are beating their wife. But he's saying that most times it is the loud mouth of the woman that causes the man to beat the wife. He said, why is this trying to, you know, explain to the... And you know one thing that men, listen carefully. The reason, you know the reason why God said, wives, submit to your husband. Do you know why? Let me tell you why. The reason why God said that is that the first need a man has from his wife is respect and honor. The first thing a man is needing from a woman is what? Respect and honor. The moment men are created with an internal pride, Eh? I'm a man. You know, their shoulder is bigger than your own. Am I correct? A man's shoulder. And you know, when you are raising, you say you are raising your shoulder, he's talking about pride. 
a man is created with a natural and that's why most men listen when they want to get married they began to look for small a small girl you know why he's looking for a small girl he's looking for somebody that he will be sure that this person will respect me are you, are you getting what i'm saying now when the man is trying to say something, he started shouting and say, Hey, what do you do? You are doing that. Oh. I say, You begin to shout the more. The man was explaining, he said, If the man now beats, what happened? They shout. And when people come around, nobody will ask the man, What happened before you beat your wife? What would they be saying? This man is beating his. Uh, and you will be happy, you know, women will be happy. They say, yes, come and see, my husband is beating me. But you don't know that you are destroying your own home. Because the people you are showing that your husband is beating you, they will go to their own house and live where? Are you getting me? You are responsible for your home. If your home will be peaceful, comfortable, the woman is the key. Are you getting what I'm saying? The woman is the key. That's why Proverbs 14 verse 1 said, every wise woman, every sensible woman, every understanding woman builds her home. Do you know that scripture? Read it for me. Proverbs 14 verse 1. Every wise woman, every understanding woman, every sensible woman Builds her home. Let's read it together. I want to go. Uh-huh. But the foolish does what? May you be a wise woman. In the name of Jesus Christ. We are going to be praying shortly. First of all, for our own life. That God will make us to be such a woman that he has made, say a prudent wife, a sensible wife, an understanding wife, is from the Lord. It is him that we, you know, and you see, one of the revelations I'm getting from that particular scripture, Proverbs 19, 14, is that God has not finished making you. He's still progressively making you. If you will submit to him and to his making, he will keep on making a prudent wife out of your life. Amen. So, that scripture said, it is better. It is better to dwell in a house top. Go back to Proverbs 21. Let's read verse 20, verse 19. 21, 19. We have read 9. Read. Eh? It is better to dwell in the wilderness. <laughs> that is, if you stay at the uh, root roof and you notice that the, the nagging is still coming up, what do you do? <laughs> you pack and move to where? To the desert. He said, it is better that the man move 
Anytime you are with your husband in the house, and maybe you are talking or discussing, and the man decided to leave so that he will have peace. See, you should shake yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? No, your husband should be happy to come in into the house. Anytime he's going back home, he should be happy that he's going back to his what? To his wife. That's when you are a woman of understanding. That's the way God created man, created woman. Let me tell you how. God created a man and gave a man everything he takes to make the woman follow God and know God. Are you following me? If you see a man that is not doing that, ignorance can be a reason and maybe some other factors. The same thing with woman. First Peter 3 verse 1 says that even if your husband is not a child of God, that you can make your husband to become what? A child of God. By your life. I remember the story of a woman that repented. You know, and when she repented, they used to quarrel uh, almost every day or, you know, constantly. She and the husband. So, when she repented and gave her life to Christ, that quarrel stopped. That angry anger, all of those things stopped. And then, the husband noticed that the things that she does that makes the wife to get angry, if she does that, the woman doesn't get angry again or quarrel again. You know, there are some people that like quarrel. Eh? A man wa- was crying when they were burying his dead wife. An age that he wanted to enter into the grave. At a time, they asked him, why do you want to enter into the grave? He said that there's no point staying again. This woman is a woman that he quarrels with all the time. He doesn't know whether he will be able to get such a wife. Eh? Again. So it's better that he dies with her. <laughs> now this, this man will do everything. When the woman said, I'm going to fellowship, in fact, at a time, he got the children. All of them were persecuting her. When she will come back, they will scatter things and all of that. She will, you know, with the joy of the Lord, with patience, with self-control, she kept on, you know, being joyful as a child of God. So one day, I'm telling you a real life story. What happened life? One day, the man called him, called her, and said, sit down. She sat down. She said, I noticed that Everything I was doing to get you angry, you have not ever gotten angry. Please, I enjoy that your angry mood. And I've been looking for it all this while. Tell me one thing I will do now. At least let me enjoy it one more time. (laughs) Oh, the woman said, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, 
all things have become new. I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. He said, my husband, I can understand what you are saying, but it is late. It is already late. The person that is inside of me is not that wife you married that used to quarrel with you. He's a new person now. And if you want quarrel, there is only one thing you are going to do, if you can do it. Oh. Get a sharp knife, cut me into two, remove Christ. If you can do it, as long as Christ is here, you will never see quarrel again. It is better to live in the wilderness. Have you heard of a man that packed his um, properties, his bag, his everything, and left the house for the woman and the children? Have you heard about it before? It happens. God will help us because what God wants to do is to restore a kingdom, kingdom, heaven-oriented homes. And women are the instrument. Look at what a mother is. A mother is the mother of every man. The Bible says Eve is the mother of all living. Eh? An advice that you must have as a woman is this. If you are going to, please I want to say something that you need to take note of. If you are going to help your husband, if you are going to love your husband, if you are going to bring your husband to Christ, even if he's not doing well. Now, this is the secret. It's the secret of all secrets. You must take your husband as your first child. Did you get me now? Eh? The Bible says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife. Isn't it? So when he has left his mother, okay, when he leaves his father, he leaves his father because he's now a father. And there can be no two fathers in the house, no two drivers in a, a bus. What about the mother? When he leaves his mother, who becomes his mother? Are you getting me? I didn't say you should go and call your husband a baby. <laughs> Except if he understands what you have uh, understood. Are you getting it? If he didn't understand what we are talking about now, if you call him baby, say, excuse me, don't, don't, don't say that nonsense here again. How can you call me baby? Am I a, a baby? He may not understand, but in your mind, in your heart, you have taken this man as your what? Your first child. So, you know, the way you normally take care of your children. One of the things that women are known for is that a woman does not joke with her children. A woman's heart is always on her what? Children. Thinking about her children. Even if your, a woman's child is bad, eh? she will always have faith and believe and keep on talking and encouraging the child. Am I correct? Yes. If you take your husband as your, as your child, I'm telling you, it will not be long you will win that man to, for the Lord. Yes. 
you will change his life drastically. Are you getting it now? Because the truth is that he doesn't have any other mother. He has left his father and his uh, mother and has cleaved to you. So you have become both the wife and the what? And the mother. So, you know, there are things we do for our children. First of all, every woman loves her children. And then if, sometimes if I want to beat my children, she will be an obstacle. This child has done what is wrong. I have to discipline him. <laughs> she will be like, uh, let's be talking. Let's be, you know. She, she can discipline, you know, but sometimes when I see her where she's beating the children, I will ask her, is he Vaseline you are rubbing? Or which one are you rubbing? To raise a hand and beat. Oh my God. Are you getting me? If you see your husband as your first child and you are thinking good that every mother wants his son to succeed, isn't it? Please see your husband as your child. And do everything to protect him. Do everything to make sure that he is saved. Make sure that he is restored. That will help you. That was what happened to Abigail. Tomorrow we are going to look at Abigail's story properly. You will see something about that woman that is so serious. That woman has the wisdom that every woman needs. Abigail. She's an outstanding woman in the Bible. To the extent that when the husband died, David said, I'm looking for a wife, but I'm not going to marry a fresh woman. He went and picked Abigail. And the Bible will always say, Abigail, the wife of Neba. David saw something in that woman. And she said, no, 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 no. You are going to be my wife. And she became the wife of the king. Are you getting me? She became part of the lineage of Jesus. So, what we are talking about is that you must, first of all, because Nabal was an evil man, but the way she took care of the situation that would have killed that man. You remember that David was already coming to kill Nabal. Yes. The moment she had it, mm, she took action immediately. To save her, the Bible says her husband is a wicked man. He's a stingy man. He's an evil man. So, this is a woman that if not that she has taken this man as her son, she would have said, oh yeah, I'm going let her, him die so that I will even be free to marry another person. I beg. Or let me be free from his trouble and his wickedness. Amen. Amen. I want to read the last verse before we pray. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4. The last verse before we pray. Please, everybody should get there so that we can read it and pray together. One to go. 
A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. But she that maketh a shame is as rottenness in his bone. A virtuous woman is what? A crown to her what? Husband. But there's another kind of woman that is what? A rottenness in his bone. The cancer in his bone. So we have two kinds of woman. A woman that is a crown. What do men do with crown? Eh? Crown. You know, crown, you put it on your head. Am I correct? So when people look at you, what is the first thing they see? Your crown. A crown is a display. You are trying to display that, see, I'm a king. See my crown. That is to say, when a woman becomes vicious, what does it mean to be vicious? If, if we have time, we may look at it tomorrow. A vicious woman is a woman of understanding, number one, an intelligent woman. A woman of discretion, that is, that has the capacity to take intelligent decisions and act. She has capacity to act. And a woman that has a good heart, that's a vicious woman. Three words, intelligent capacity and a good heart. Now, such kind of woman, you will see where the husband is talking about her. Because she is what? A crown. She, the husband wants to display, this is my wife. Meet my wife. See my wife. <laughs> you know, She's, he's, he's happy. He's proud. Because this is a virtuous woman. But the nagging woman, the contentious woman, the quarrelsome woman, the one that's in the yard, eh? you know public yard? Do you know public yard? Or in the flat, every time her voice is being heard. When the man comes, how does he enter his, the room? With shame. May you be a virtuous woman. A woman that has, you know, received Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. And you are following him. He is the Lord of your life. And you are, you know, this hymn we sang. How many of us enjoyed it? That hymn was the hymn that God gave me 2019 when I went for a set apart to prepare for the National Christian Sisters Retreat we had that year. Team of that meeting was excellent, the excellent woman. There are some things in that hymn we will look at in the course of this meeting. Please, I want to say something before we pray. This meeting is heavenly ordained. Are you hearing me? And I want us to see everything God is teaching us here as what he has planned. Make our time. I tell you, if you follow this program diligently, your life will never remain the same. Your family will never remain the same. You will see the blessing of the Lord coming upon your life, your family, in every area. Let's rise as we pray.
I want you to pray and say, God, I'm sorry in any way that I have acted foolishly. In any way I have nagged. In any way I have not shown myself a woman of good understanding. In relationship with my husband and with others, with my children, I'm sorry. Make me a woman of good understanding. And so that I will be able to stand to deliver my husband from strange women that are all over the place. Please pray that God will forgive you from any form of nagging, loudness. He says she is loud. A foolish woman is loud. In any way, your voice has become greater than the voice of your husband. And you cannot keep quiet. To the extent that your husband is now running away from home. And you don't know why. Things are not making him to say, I want to come back home. Ask God to make you a virtuous woman. A virtuous woman. A sensible woman. A woman of good understanding. Proverbs 27.15 says, A continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whosoever hideth her, hideth the wind and the ointment of his right hand, which brieth itself. Deliver me from nagging. Nagging is a serious matter. Nagging is a serious matter. Bible keeps talking about it. That you will not be a loud woman, a stubborn woman, a contentious woman, a quarrelsome woman, a nagging wife, but a sensible wife, a quiet wife, a meek wife, Malepo shanto laba shanda. Zente kantelepo shanto kantalaba shanda. Thank you, Jesus. Can you pray for your husband? And say, God, help me to take my husband as my first child. From today, to see my husband as my first child. That if, even when he has done what is wrong, I will not, I will not, I will treat him the way I treat my children when they misbehave. I will still love him. I will pray for him. I will advise him. 
I will encourage him to do what is right the next time. I will have mercy on him. I will take him as an object of prayer and intercession. Can you pray and say, oh God, let Christ be the head of my husband. That my husband will be, begin to pay attention to the word of God. Always. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org For testimonies, counseling and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080 could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.